telling my followers I started a live. Awesome. Thank you, Instagram. <clears throat> see if anybody hops on in here. How's it going, Felix Gonzalez? How's it going, David? Let me invite... What's going on, AV Prodigy? What's going on, Saran? Gonna invite the guys in here. Hey, hey, everybody. Good to see ya. Let me see. Uh, let's do... Sorry, just going through the interface on Instagram to invite people in this chat. Okay, invite. Let's invite Vintage Cigar. There he is. Invite. Let's find Michael. Where's Master Ash at? Nice. How's it going, man? What's up, brother? Can you hear me clearly? I, I can hear you loud and clear. It's crystal clear. Oh, right. Nice, nice. Dude, I'm using new headphones, so I'm going to make sure. Dude, sweet friggin' shirt, EKB. What? <laughs> yeah, that. Are those what? Brought my little 80s, 80s vibe out of the closet. Matches the hat. I know you're not, not a Lakers fan, but matches the hat. <laughs> hey, but they've been losing all, all summer, so I can wear this hat. That's the goal. There you go. Your lucky, unlucky hat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Cool. Well, good to see you guys. Hey, Michael, how's it going, man? <laughs> What's going on, bro? How you doing? Uh, it's probably What's up, brother? Good to see you, man. Good to see you, fellas. Likewise. Probably we're probably a lot cooler than than the temperature where you're at right now, Michael. <laughs> yes, yes, it most definitely is probably a lot cooler, but it's not too bad. You know, we got the fans above the head and everything else. Nice. Nice. What what's uh what's the weather like out there, EKB? Humid. Hot and humid. Hot. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> and you have, you have no shade. Exactly. And the thing is, is that like we just ended the rainy season, so everything is like really green and lush, and there's a lot of moisture in the air. We just kind of in this thick pocket of and muggy. Crazy man, that sucks. Yeah, it's, I'm not. I'm not used to to much uh, humid weather. So anytime I do experience it, I'm like, oh shit! I, I guess I really have it good. <laughs> Grew up with it in the south, man. But it's a different ball game out here, dude. It really is. Right, that's for work. That's one thing I can say. I miss. I miss Cali weather. I do miss Cali weather. Cause, so before before moving to Japan, you were living you're living in NorCal, right? Uh, I was actually in Central California, which was hot there too. But I was in uh, Fresno. But my wife is from Northern Cali, the Bay Area, Sacramento, all that. So, cool. what are you guys smoking? Nice and cool out there. Getting <laughs> situated, Mike. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I just I keep on playing with this because I get you know apprehensive, but it's all good. No worries. Is there is there a delay when I talk, guys? No. No. Okay. 
I think it's me. I think I have the delay. That makes sense with <laughs> you being in Japan. <laughs> but like, because I notice, I notice like when I rewatch the lives, like everybody else seems to be like on the same timeline, but I'm like a second delayed. So I think I think it may just be because of how it records and how it like saves to the person that's doing the live stream. Yeah. So I think that's just the you know the reality of doing these things. There's there's still a few bugs in this thing, man. But hey, yeah. it could be worse. Yeah. And I don't even think headphones are connected and working. I don't know why it's not working. So whatever. Well, I saw I saw DJ. He was unable to join, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna send him another request just in case. All right. Right there. So, what are you guys smoking tonight? I brought along. Whoops! I brought along the uh, the largest Dom Pepin blue label that I could find. Not, that's the that's a Presidente, right? This is the Exclusiva. <laughs> what, what's the what's the Dems? Um, I I have no idea, dude. I have to. Well, I mean, technically, let me let me take a peek. <laughs> Yeah. I think I think I've smoked that same size and it's a it's a damn good it's a damn good cigar. I mean the blue lady nice. So I was going with the uh the diamond crown yeah. but I DJ was gonna do the same thing so I switched to the silver mesa on that. Both are double corona, so I was like that'll give us enough time to really kick back. Nice, nice. Nine and a quarter by forty eight. Okay. That's a, that's a monster. That, that's a long haul <laughs> cigar right there. My man. <laughs> well, like I it. got time. I saw that. Uh, right, right. <laughs> I, I, thought, I saw the DJ. He's He was unable to join again. So I don't, he's probably just uh, busy doing family stuff or whatever before he's able to settle in for the night. Know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. Would you get kids ready, Hibby? Whatever you guys are, I'm here. Yeah, let's, let's let's light it up. Let's light it up. My kids are still in uh, New York right now, man. So it's been kind of it's been it's been interesting to have the house to myself. My wife is in in Norfolk at the moment, Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. So it's it's me in Japan right now. That's been kind of a weird thing. Just by yourself, yeah. Complete, you know. Dead silence, nobody asking you to do anything, you know, uh, no kids waking up early in the morning, nothing breaking. It's just, it's a weird feeling. It's almost like it's lonely at the same time. It's strange. Yeah. <laughs> Bittersweet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I took off yesterday, though, and uh, just went to Yokohama just to kind of walk around, just to kind of see what was out there. I got uh, both of you guys, interestingly enough, I got both of you guys a Cuban. And uh, I got about five cigars that I'm going to send to each of you. So I know it's not really what you guys sent to me, but it's like, hey, this is my thank you. So I went all the way to Yokohama to this uh, to this spot. I recorded it just to kind of, you know, show everybody, like, uh, this place that I go to while I'm in Japan. Nice. And I just stopped at this little neighborhood. I went to this kind of weird red light district that's in Yokohama. Mm -hmm. But I found this cool kind of Yakaniku tapas kind of place. They give you these little plates. Like seven, eight dollars, and they just serve you up all these different cuts of meat. So I got like the skirt steak, and I got beef cheek, and they hit it with the wasabi and some ponzu, 
and I just sizzled that up, man, and just try to use as much of my Japanese as, as I could. Right. <laughs> so I was just that's nice. My way to get out while I was alone. <laughs> and where, like, are you on the North Island or South Island? I'm, I'm like, I'm on the mainland, but I'm like smack in the middle. So I'm, I'm literally, I'm on the eastern side, and I'm about maybe by train. I'm, I'm about an hour south of Tokyo, in, uh, in a place called Zushi. So it's like a little beach town. I'm just by the water. So I'm not far from Yokosuka where all the military guys are. Yeah. So that's where my wife works. So getting to Yokohama, Kawasaki is only like 30, 40 minutes away by train. All right. Not bad. Like you guys were talking about, talking about before, the transit system there is like unmatched. Mm. Best thing in the world because I didn't have to worry. I spent like $6 there and back. So that's like 614 yen, something like that, mm -hmm. just to get to, from, from here to Yokohama. Cost me damn near nothing. And I was able to just kind of walk around the city, just kind of check everybody out, right. practice my Japanese. EKB, what, Pretty was, dope experience. what was the day pass like when you were in New York to use the subway there? <laughs> mm. A little different. For comparison. I'm really not sure. Uh, well... It was it was about the same because I was gonna say I'm not sure because my sister in law just kind of had a metro card in her pocket. She was like, "Look, I got an extra, and here you go. Gotcha. You kind of bounce around on that." But the second day, she gave me like an expired card out of her out of her purse. She gave me the wrong one, okay. <laughs> so I had to go get a day pass. Um, I'm trying to think of how much I spent on that. It was it was a little bit over three dollars. It was a little bit over three for that little quick trip. That's not bad. It wasn't too bad. <clears throat> what are you uh what are you guys both smoking on today sober mesa brulee okay got a sober mesa ah the jack schwartz huh the jack schwartz babe so this is funny i was gonna get that cigar and i changed my mind i was like i'm gonna need a long cigar for this one yeah so i was going to get the diamond crown so i went and got that out of the humidor and I go on Instagram and I see that DJ has the same cigar, so I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, right. I didn't want to keep smoking the same thing everybody else has. So that's kind of crazy, dude. But great minds, as they say. Great minds, man. Yeah, DJ, he has like the that friggin', I think it's just called the number one. It's like a, it's like it's similar to yours, Michael. It's like nine and a half by fifty-four or some crap like that. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. donkey dick cigar. <laughs> <clears throat> nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that where did you take a walk to where did you go where, did you, you just is this something you do for health or just something just to get out of the house i uh, said just the afternoon dog walk you know mm. just ah just making, taking stay on brand <laughs> the bats ahead around the block you know stay on brand yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah got to do it yeah it's just i mean he's we don't have a yard we just have we live in like a a unique place it's it's kind of like a small house slash condo in laguna hills and like, right. we don't have much of a yard so we're walking our dog all the time there, there's a nice park next to where we live so we're usually taking him there you know so just the the life of a of a dog owner mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. So I got a random question, for you guys. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Sober Mason, or any of these that's under this umbrella with the uh, Dumbarton cigars, do you guys think they are flavored? Do you think they're infused in any way? I mean, the Brulee Blue to me is probably the one that I would say maybe there was like maybe there was like a sweet cap or just a really, really sweet crop of tobacco that, you know, in some way, shape or form, I, I feel like the brulee blue could pass for it for sure. I just don't know why. I mean, I guess with Saka being like a former director at Drew Estate when acid was created, like he would, he would know how to do it. Right. Right. Expertise. Right. Yeah. But I haven't ever heard of him publicly admitting it. So. Well, from. I mean, you know, he did the, you know, the, the shut the fuck up, you know, yeah. thing where he was kind of comparing and you can kind of pick and choose. Yeah. Excuse me. I never got my hands on that. But even with this one, man, it's just like I keep smacking my lips like, man, that that is a very, very strong sweetness on this cigar. Like it, it really stands out. Yeah. And if he didn't. If he didn't infuse it, like whatever he did is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like I, I need to figure out what he did. Yeah, they they have. I know it's like the shut the fuck up thing, saying that it's not infused, it's not anything like that. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it may be like a certain natural process to where he thinks, you know, like to where he's saying like it's not infused, but it has a, at the very minimum it has a sweet tip. Like yeah. it, it absolutely like hundred percent has a sweet tip. David uh, just wrote in there about the Don Dorma, and uh, that was something that I recently reviewed, and it was insane how on the retrohale, that cigar had flavors and complexity that I've really probably never tasted in a cigar, just in general, much less one by Saka, because most of his stuff, especially like during the times that Drew Estate, I felt like there were a lot of pepper bombs in there, in that kind of lineup. Yeah. And with Sin Compromiso, right, I really like that because I feel like that's kind of the antithesis where you get more decadent chocolate and brownie fudge and, you know, all of those really rich chocolate leather notes in a cigar, but yeah. you don't get too overwhelmed with pepper. The Don Dorma is like, that thing has so many different flavors going on and it's like almost all hidden in the retro hail. It was unlike... Any cigar that I really had ever had. Yeah. I, I I haven't heard of it until I saw your review. I had zero knowledge of that cigar existing. Yeah. That's actually surprising within itself. I, I had seen it, you know, and that's one that I want to try out, but I hadn't really, like, I didn't do a really deep dive and search for it. But I'm more than curious now. Yeah. Because that's, that's kind of like, what, that's what I've been kind of going on and on about about soccer lately, like the, the creativity with his blends and like all these kind of secret ways you get different notes and, you know, you might get something savory, you might get something like like a menthol in there, you you know, yeah. and depends on how retro hell and all that, dude. It's, it, I'm pretty fascinated by blending in that, to that degree and that kind of creativity. Yeah. yeah. Just the kind of knowledge it takes to be able to, to blend it and make it work and make it good. Mm. You know, yeah, it's wild. It's make it unique. You know, it's it's so easy to kind of like, oh, you know, this this has a nutty flavor. This has cedar. You know, this has pepper. 
it's so easy to kind of stay within that little pocket and everything starts to taste the same after a while. But to be able to come up with something that's like completely different from any anybody else's out there is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you guys, have you had the Steelwell Star at any of them? Yeah. I, I don't Michael. know which one I had because I was at, it was at PCA last year and mm, my, um, my friend, he had introduced me to Sokka and Sokka was kind of like, yeah, you know, if you want, I'll come on, I'll do an interview over Zoom, so on and so forth. And at that time, I was just like, I don't know if I want to do like a live stream over Zoom. And then I have to like, figure out how I'm going to edit it and so on and so forth. So you know what, like, let's just let's wait until I come back next year, I'll bring a camera with me and some mics and we'll we'll do it up if you have time, if not, because he had like, he had the Stillwell stars all on one side, then he had the rest of Dunbar and Tobacco and Trust. And like, he had probably six or seven reps that were all doing sales, you know, because that's the big deal with the PCA is getting those deals for the retailers and the wholesalers. Right. So yeah. he had like a couch, like a casting couch that he was basically just like conducting and um, orchestrating everything from. And yeah. I originally felt bad, like going over there with my little hat on and everything like, hi, you know, I'm Michael from Master Your Ash. And, you know, I know this guy and uh, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you and so on and so forth. But he was like the nicest dude ever to me. And he's just like, yeah, you know, we'll book it. We'll get on the Zoom. We'll do this. Here's a, you know, pre-release. So then I go over to my buddy who works over at Crux and he sees it in my shirt pocket. And he's uh, like, oh, did you get one of those from Sokka? And I'm like, yeah, he's, he handed it to me. He's like, oh, can you get me one? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll try and get you one before the show's over with. So I, I'm not going to go back over to Sokka and ask him for like another one. Did you lose audio? Yeah, I think I think Michael lost. The, I I thought it was both of you guys. I think it's just Michael. Can you hear us, Michael? I'm like into the story and shit. <laughs> I think we got you back. Okay, cool. Yeah. So anyway, I was getting a phone call for whatever reason. It like connected. Um. So anyway. You know, I was like, no, I'm not going to go back over and talk to Sokka. Like, I just, I feel like an idiot. Let me just smoke this, do a review, and I'll, I'll get another one down the road. So I smoked yeah. it, and I tasted a similar thing to Sombra Mesa Brulee Blue. Like, there was evident aromatic pipe tobacco in it, but the overall cigar just didn't, it wasn't my... My, my jam. And then I realized that each one of them had a different expression of pipe tobacco in it. So I was just yeah. like, okay, well, I have to smoke all of them now. Yeah. Right, and right, right. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. That's how you get on the hook. Mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah I had... shout out to Rob. Thank you for joining and for calling me just now and ruining my story, bro. <laughs> my bad. That, that's what that <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I had the the Bayou Thirty Two, and okay. I don't know I don't know where that falls with the rest of them. But I it was a damn good cigar. It was different, and it was it was something like I would totally smoke again. Yeah, I'll have to look up the photo that I took of it and see what because it had a pre release band on it, but the number because they all have those numbers, and I have to figure out which one it was. And then, you know, I saw some of the samplers were on sale from some of the websites that you were mentioning over Fourth of July. Uh, I just didn't pull the trigger on really very much. I, I actually, before I hopped on the live, I reached out to the person that I bought the 2012 limited edition my father's from. 
and uh, he told me that he might still have a box hanging around. So I'm trying to work a trying to work a deal right now. Yeah, after after your last experience with him, I'm sure you wouldn't mind more. Dude, that was that was a hell of a cigar. Well, okay. What was the best cigar you had prior to that one? Can you even remember? Uh, probably the Jack Schwartz that you're smoking right now. <laughs> that smoke, not a bad smoke. Yeah, you yeah. know that or the Placencia Sixto, the first time that I had that bad boy, like you know, those were the, those were all in that top yeah, echelon. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a badass cigar, man. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I gotta. I gotta get on that Jack Schwartz. Like I, I keep babying that motherfucker. Like <laughs> I was gonna smoke it this round, but I was like, uh, Dude, yeah, it's it. Uh, something longer. It, I, I highly recommend smoking it by yourself, just so so you can completely, you know, get enveloped in what's going on. You know? Yeah, that's that. That's what would be, that would be my recommendation. What, what's so funny with that you say that though, like. I can tell you're enjoying the cigar right now, though, even just smoking with us. <laughs> yeah, you see how much take back he is and chill? Oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> my, my palate's my on vacation right now, man. <laughs> palate is chilling. That's a beautiful thing, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a happy camper. Can't complain. That was like uh, the first the first live that we did with DJ. or Yeah. We were smoking the, um, the Johnny Tobacco Nut. And we were just sitting there like, damn, this is better the second go around. Maybe it's because we don't have to describe it into a camera lens. I don't know. Yeah, being it like, and that's, this is what I've been realizing doing reviews is like to make sure to set, set enough time aside for myself to enjoy cigars that I've already smoked or haven't smoked yet, just to make sure that I still have, you know, me time, mm -hmm. you know, that, that is imperative. And, and it helps like without having to, to worry about getting burnt out on reviews again. Yeah. Dude, that was hitting me so hard. And, you know, when when we didn't do this last week, I just happened, you know, like I, I need to kind of get stuff off my chest. Yeah. So I, I did a live myself. And I was just kind of talking about how, like, I, I kind of got to get in this zone now where I'm just smoking cigars that I really enjoy. You kind of got to get into that zone where it's just like, look, th these are my favorites. These are my go-tos. Nobody's around. And I'm just absorbing all of this, man. Because if not, like, you don't want to pick up a camera. You don't want to talk about a cigar. You don't want to you really just, you know, miss just having a good cigar. It's so easy to get burned out. Oh, yeah. I think it was when Hatfield did their, like, um, did the announcement video for the, um, what, what's it called, the consensus list. Like, people are asking Charlie, Charlie Minato, like, what's your, what have been some of your favorite cigars you've been smoking lately? And he's like, dude, like, I doing doing what I do, I can't have, like, favorite cigars that I go back to, like, that often. It's very rare because you're always smoking something new, especially, you know, him for Half Wheel. He's, it's his job, you know? So yeah. that's going to put right. that over priority for anything. Mm-hmm. So, and that's like, and you, you can kind of tell, like he's he's great at what he does, but he does seem a little bit, you know, kind of jaded a little bit just with what what he's doing. Like his, it seems like the passion for cigars and his love for cigars. It's I'm sure it's there, but it's it's hard to see at times, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I saw that same interview if I was reading like doing research for. Uh for the news show, but I, I kind of came across that same thing you were talking about. And I was thinking like, I don't want to get that jaded. Yeah. Like I care about this shit much, 
it's just you can feel it coming sometimes though if you don't kind of parachute out of it a little exactly bit. you, you got to pause you got to yeah. pause take you time it's imperative to do what's your what's, what's been your your go-to recently though what's been like other than the jack swartz what are you going back to to, to kind of keep you going yeah i knew he was gonna hold it up <laughs> <laughs> Dude, why did I ask? These things are so freaking good, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try it because of you. Like I, when I saw it with cigar prop and all that, I was like, okay, this is interesting. And uh, Martina Maya was trying them. I was like, okay, I, I see it's kind of getting a little buzz. But if you're going back to them like that, dude, I know it has to be safe. Dude, I, I told I told these guys, like I told Michael and DJ, uh, I think two days ago, the, it was a holiday weekend. I smoked I smoked a Davidoff. It was like the I, the limited edition Winston Churchill. I smoked that, right. and then I smoked the Buffalo Ten afterwards. And I, I, I told him I enjoyed the Buffalo Ten more. Like it's just there, there's just there's something about it, man. It has it has like it has, good is good, dude. Yeah, it it has a Cameroon binder. I think that has a lot mm. to do with like the umami factor the cigar has. It's 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 so it's such a balanced, flavorful, beautiful Connecticut cigar, dude. Like I, I, I would highly recommend anybody anybody just buy a bundle. Like you can get you can get it for like less than a hundred dollars. Like just buy a freaking bundle. You know, like do a show where you just go in on the Buffalo Ten, man, where you just really talk about your experience with it. Where you talk about like, you know, different iterations that you've had of it. Yeah. And just talk about like your love for that cigar, man. I think people need to know about it, man. And and you will be able to draw a lot of attention to that. Like uh kinda like what um what Ron Real was doing with HBC, that could kind of be your thing where you can kind of put a lot of people onto it, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because it's a it's a five dollar cigar. Like it's and it's so freaking good. It's a budget cigar. Like I never thought like I have like I have plenty to choose from. I have plenty of cigars. Not I'm not bragging, just I have a lot of cigars to choose from. I go back to that cigar. It's so fucking good. It's so enjoyable. You know? Like I'm not, I'm not trying. To I mean, endorsement without even endorsement. Like that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, and I'm not trying to get sponsored by El or Artista now. They changed from El Artista to just <laughs> now. But damn, like they they do special things with that with that cigar right there, man. And all, all of them, all of them are good. I'm to try it. The, the Maduro's solid. The Natural's really freaking good too. But the Connecticut is just it. It just it has that umami factor that just keeps me coming back. And I love, I love the thin wafer shape too. Like the way it fits in your mouth, it's it's so comfortable. Right. It's such a comfortable mouthfeel while smoking. So yeah, there's so there's. I think that's one. So sorry, sorry, you give me. No, no, you good. Yeah, so so I'm pretty much just like ended it. So there's me just freaking oozing like over freaking buffalo tap. Yeah, nice. You love to see it though. You love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But something I've been working on, kind of been like I haven't done any shows in a while. But something I've been working on is like texture of of the cigar smoke and the mouthfeel of a cigar is something that people don't really talk about enough. And this is one thing that I kind of want to just do. I don't know if I'm gonna do a buyer's guide or what. I'm just going to a random show where I talk about it. Something like the shark, the way that sh that cigar is designed, it feels so good in hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's, if you have a good double perfecto or a, a perfectly sized box press 
uh, something like a Corona Gorda is such a good size. Like when you have that mouthfeel and the cigar feels right, it, it adds to everything you're getting with the flavor profile. It adds to the smoke body. It adds, it just adds to that total experience. Yeah. And I don't think people approach that enough. They don't talk about it enough in reviews. They don't talk about it enough on just daily conversations. Yeah. It's, it's a, it can make the cigar, like the, the overall enjoyment of the cigar, just you know, like that much more enjoyable and easy. Even like, cause like, like that. Sorry to cut you off. Even like the Eye of the Shark versus the traditional, you know, Hemingway Shark. I mean, the the extra, what is it, quarter of an inch, three quarters of an inch that the Hemingway Shark had, and then they adjust that in the Eye of the Shark. So you eliminate a lot of the draw problems over time as you age them. And then you also get a better right. feel overall because it's less elongated where you're going to cut it. So it gives you the opportunity to use a V cut, to use different styles of cuts. And that was probably something, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll have the, maybe I'll have the chance to ask Carlito. I don't know. But it's one of those where they had to be sitting there thinking like for the Caesar, for the eye of the shark, let's change the size just a little bit so mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it works out better. And I, I think that that, should go into reviews when people are rating is like overall how does it feel like the buffalo 10 whether it's the connecticut the natural the, or the maduro and i agree with you that the connecticut's stellar and it's i mean i have a like a mid-year kind of top five that's going to come out probably tomorrow awesome. shameless plug shameless plug <laughs> but awesome. but a mid-year top five and I mean, in that list is the is the buffalo 10 connecticut period you know because it was the best pound for pound value driven as you know connecticut style cigar that i've had so far this year like easily so i think i know the answer to this question so does it knock the charter oak out of the water as far as that like the, the budget cigar that's out there 100%. 100%. there's been like a run the last two months of connecticut shade and you know just shade cigars that i've smoked where there is nowhere for me to fit that charter oak unfortunately sure. mm. you know I was I was talking I was talking to D Love before this, and he was saying that the the Charter Oak, the Connecticut, is money with age. I still it's funny I still haven't had the Connecticut. I've had the Habano, I haven't had the Connecticut Broadleaf or the Connecticut yet. Ah, uh, uh, but like damn it, I wish I had known that. I would have put that in that package to send out. Fuck, I wish I had known that. I, I know, but I, I have them. <laughs> I just I just I just haven't <laughs> spoken yet. He's smoking too many Buffalo tents. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't know like how difficult it was because like I I don't have nearly as many cigars as you guys have, and so I'm like trying to figure out like what can I send these dudes that they have not had yet or they're just really gonna love. So that I mean I'm just like playing mix and match. I'm like, nah, he he just sent this one to me, so I can't send that one out. Like, you know, dude, I've been <laughs> I've been work. like uh, toiling over this package, this next bomb that I'm sending Hound Dog because it's gonna be the third one I think that I've sent to Matt. And first off, I've already, you know, I've already put so many bangers in the first two that I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, like, right. what, can I, what can I spice this up with? And then the next thing, too, is that I'm doing DJ's package. I'm doing one for Sean because he sent in a couple of things into the channel, and I told him that I wanted to repay him. And I'm like, all right, if I, if I do this one over here and I do that one over there, and, like, DJ's only been smoking for, what, three years? And I'm just like, oh. man, I've never had to think about this so much for somebody who's only been smoking cigars for three years, but I want it to be something that has value to his channel and something that he can just enjoy personally on his own. And you get to thinking about it differently than when you just meet one of your friends and you're like, hey, smoke this, you know, yeah. kind of. Right, right, right. 
Well, I, I think I did a good job. I'm kind of happy with the cigars that I got. And that was my, my, my coup de grace was going to get the Cubans for you guys. So I got, uh, I, don't, I can't remember which I, where I separated, but one of you is going to get the Ramon Alones, um, and the other is going to get uh, the Monte Cristo Habana. It, it, it wasn't the number four or the number two, but it was the thicker, shorter one. That that's a really nice cigar as well, too. So yeah. I think I did a good job, man. But there's much, like, much appreciation. It's like, yeah, much man. It's, it's like trying to get Christmas presents for the kid that got everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, what do you get? <laughs> it's, it's much appreciation. My and my experience with Cubans is zilch. Like I I, I have a few, but I just I don't smoke them just because my and like you guys obviously know the the complaints with Cubans, the construction, the quality control, everything like that. That's what really holds me back from wanting to go like and do a deep dive with Cubans, and you know and and also the fact that they're so much more expensive. The the quality, at least for me in my perspective, the quality of enjoyment that you're going to pay for. Uh, as opposed with, with a Cuban, as opposed to the quality of enjoyment you're going to pay for with the Nicaraguan, you know, Dominican, Honduran, you're going to be spending so much more for Cubans in, in that regard. Yeah. So, so I'm going to change this around a little bit then. Um, Cause I, I think I was sending, sending this one to you, Michael, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I also have a, a, a Oya de Monterey that I bought when I first got to Japan. I just bought a bunch of like Oya de Monterey cigars because like the first time I had it, my mind was just freaking blown. Yeah. And you will see that it still has like uh, the, the Japanese katakana up there. It still has the yen up there, the, the, how much I paid for it. <laughs> but it's been sitting in my humidor for almost two years now. Okay. So if this one doesn't smoke right, man, I, I don't know what's going on. But at least this one, you can kind of, it has some time to age. And it's a, for me, it was my favorite Cuban until, uh, I don't know what it was. I think the the, the number two might have taken it out. The Monte Cristo. The the Monte Cristo. Yeah, that might have taken it out. Mm -hmm. But I think you will enjoy this one, man. Just so that way you can kind of say, I didn't have to spend thirty dollars for this cigar. I didn't have to jump through hoops. Here you go. It's gonna fall in your lap, man. And that's the least that I could do for what you did. Oh man, it's all good. It's all good. Like I said, I I know that uh, we talked about it. We're cut from the same cloth. It's it's all love, man. And I just wanted to make sure that you had something that i i understand you know you're in a in a place where certain cigars are just really really hard to come by you know and i mean we fortunately i mean shipping was relatively easy <laughs> yeah. you know, and it got there fast yeah a week everything has changed man now that like you know a lot of the pandemic has kind of relaxed a little yeah. bit they got more in into the post office there and they're not having the trouble with the shipments because there were shipments that were just getting lost mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was stuff that was happening at sea that we had no clue what was going on, man. So it's kind of nice that you can actually, you know, order something from Amazon or your friends can send you something and it shows up in about a week. That's a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, that's awesome. The wife and I were just looking at flights, too, because we're thinking maybe, like, either the last week in September or the first, like, the last week in December to the first week in January and doing two weeks and maybe doing Okinawa or somewhere else besides just Tokyo and visiting her family and, you know, hanging out with you. But, uh, you know, like maybe the last week in September or something like that, it really just depends on like schedules and what we, what we see over these next couple of weeks. But we're definitely trying to plan our return <laughs> visit. 
Just just say the word, man. Wherever you are, I will show up, man. We're going to have some, you know, I don't drink, but, you know, we can get some sake pouring. Yeah, it's all good. We can get some good people going. We're going to have a good time, man. I'll, I'll, I'll try to take you to a nice spot, get some good ramen. That's it. Sounds like the life, Jack. Yeah, no, I, I just want your best ramen spot. You you show me where that's at, and I'm set. If you come to Zushi, if you can get here, I got a spot. It's called Issei Ramen. Yeah. This dude, man, big heavy set guy. He, I don't know if he's like a part of like Yakuza or something like that. <laughs> he, 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 his temperament never changes. And people just, they, they come in and out. The only thing he ever says to us is just domo. That's it. <laughs> he doesn't talk to us. But this ramen, man, the broth is so freaking rich on this. And he does this thing with like uh, the, the pork loin on that where he kind of sears it on both sides and it's like nice and golden brown. The noodles are perfect. Nice. Like I can gush over this. I'm like this over like what Matt and the Jack Swartz. The same thing for me, man. I just get all warm and gooey inside. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it looks looks like our fourth. I made it. DJ, what up? Hey man. All good. Are are you smoking the diamond crown? No, just time wise, I grabbed uh, 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 just leaving me out to dry. I'm a half, 40 minutes late. That's all right. You mean I, I could have smoked got, this motherfucker, man? Went from a triple to a double. Crazy, man. Now I grabbed a founder's Havana. Oh, uh, nice. Nice. I, I smoked. I smoked the the barber pole, the signature, and the uh, the Maduro. I haven't smoked the the Connecticut. Yeah, the 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 Habano is. I can draw it this time, so that's good. I, I remember you nice. that one out. Yeah, it's good. So we've been reading and raving about the Buffalo Ten and about the Jack Swartz. What's your what's your your go to right now? What's the cigar that you keep going back to, DJ? That she's like, you gotta. That that's kind of like your 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 comfort meal cigar. The CAO Gold, actually. Uh, mm. I sent five back, and uh, the first one was was awful because I I smoked it too soon. I let them sit for about two months, and now they're fantastic. Nice, dude. Just by chance, we there's a a military hotel in in Tokyo uh, called the New. That's where, you know, the family and I go to get discount rates or all that. All the, you know, the Americans can go and stay in that hotel. Mm -hmm. And I'm just do a review for a cigar. And I, I go into the little uh, convenience store that they have in there. It was only one cigar left. And it was that CAO gold. And I almost passed up on that. And I was just like, nah, give me that cigar. Let me let me see what this is. That shit was surprisingly good, man. Surprise. It's like, it's fantastic. Yeah. I wasn't ready. <laughs> so it, it's a, it's just like they're like CAO, CAO is like just basic Habano or is it Connecticut? Uh, it's a Connecticut, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a real simple, good, creamy, bready Connecticut cigar. I love what the fuck, dude. That thing was like $5. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just like, okay, this, this is going to be whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. CAO can be kind of hit and miss. Like some, when they're on fire, they're on fire. Yeah, yeah. When they're not, it's like, eh. yeah. This shit was on fire. Yeah. yeah. 
Dude, I, I had my I had my first flathead, I think on sun Saturday or Sunday. I was so surprised. Like I was so presently surprised. Six sixty, you know the I think it's called the the carb. Mm -hmm. It's a six sixty and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was so surprised by that. It doesn't feel like it's a six sixty though. That's the thing about it. That box press actually feels damn good. It's like what we were talking about earlier. It's a it's a good feeling with that cigar. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. And it's probably part of the reason why it's, uh, I made work. Well, probably you too. You so, were able to like the the LFD Chapter One. Like that's a fifty-eight reach, yeah. but the chisel plus the box press, mm -hmm. you don't notice it. You just don't notice it. No. But yeah, I was so pleasant, ple pleasantly surprised by that cigar. I was, I you know, I would easily buy you know buy a five pack, buy whatever amount again of that six sixty. Yeah. And then I, I watched your review after. Did it head rush on it though? What was that? Did it give you a head rush? Did it give you a head rush? Like strength-wise, I didn't notice anything. No. Okay. The, the first time I had it, that thing knocked me on my ass. So, granted, this was probably about three or four years ago when I actually first had it, and that thing, it was so good. But then, like, I was in this cigar lounge in Fresno, and I stood up, and the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> Let me sit back down for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the uh, the LX2s, I love that cigar. I know, DJ, you've had that cigar. Um, I think, M Michael, I, I, I sent you one of those. And I think I sent you one yeah, also, Galen. I, I think so. I'm pretty sure you did, actually. Yeah, that's bomb cigar. And I'm pretty sure the all the ones that I've sent you guys that has like probably a decade of age on it. It's just, it's just a, a chocolate cream bomb. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys both have my backup cigar. Just, this was great. Nice. <laughs> yeah. The LX2, I remember liking, I didn't like the CEO America. It was just too light, just too mild bodied. Yeah. Well, wasn't a fan. Uh, the Columbia, that's a good cigar. I don't know if you guys have tried that one, the CEO Columbia. Yeah. I haven't had the Colombia, but I've had the the Brazil for sure. The I had the America, but I haven't. Yeah, the, the Brazil, the Brazil, solid. This is good. I like the consigli. Shout out to you, Calvin. I see you, man. Fresno, shout out. <laughs> I'm probably not going back, but <laughs> I had some good cigars while I was there. <laughs> you hate the Brazilia. I mentioned to you guys the last time, though, that if, if you get a chance, that um, A.J. Fernandez Nicaragua series, man, I didn't know that was going to be that damn good either, man. And we talk about, like, a chocolate bomb, that thing tastes like a Tootsie Roll, man. I, I'm going to rant and rave about that until everybody gets on that fucking cigar. Yeah, I, I, need, to, I need to find it. I, I think, I believe, like, Thompson, Thompson's carries it. I, I did a search. I was like, for one, I didn't know what the hell this cigar was. So like I and you you didn't you didn't have the band, but I remember looking up the name and I was like, oh yeah, I've, I right. think I've seen this cigar, but it, I don't see it around often. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those that's like I don't know how easy it is going to be to find, but if you get a chance, it's definitely worth it. And I saw somebody in the comments keep saying the CAO uh, CAO Pilon Pilon. A lot of people have been talking about that cigar. Any of you guys had that? Nope. Nope. No. Haven't had it. Yeah, it's just like CEO is one of those brands where it's like been around for forever, and you know since they're, I believe they're owned by General, 
So, you know, you kind of, any, anytime you see like a, you know, a big conglomerate cigar company own, a, you know, another company like CEO, whatever, you just kind of, you kind of get a little bit wary for obvious reasons. But, yeah. but, but I mean, they're obviously they're still able to post, I mean, to, they're still able to, to make damn good cigars. So that, that's good there because there's so many times where you see like, you know, a, a company be absorbed into a bigger one and they, they just put out garbage, you know, that the brand gets forgotten about. Yeah. It's gonna I was talking about this on my last live, man. What's been really cool was Rocky Patel was having that problem. And I feel like CAO was having that issue too. But lately, Rocky is kind of like, I think he kind of got wind that he was kind of getting pushed in, into that category. So he did like the number six. He did the ALR. He did the um, the 60. And, you know, he did a couple recently that's been like, okay, he's, he's actually trying to fire out some really good cigars right now. You can tell that he's kind of trying to change it up a little bit. CAO2 with the, the Arcana, you know, the Amazon, like they're firing out some really good shit too. Well, what do you think about the Firewalker? It, I will say that I, I liked it because it was it was such a unique flavor profile. Yeah. And my thing is, it's like, you got to like that mineral note. Not me. me personally, I like it. Not me. <laughs> right. So I, I don't think that's going to be in your lane at all. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So that, that's something like, I look for it in small doses. This was like in your face with it. Okay. That now I know I got one to review, so so that I'll, that's probably going to be in the back of my mind. Like, uh, is it, is it going to come in? Like, how hard is it going to come into the profile? So it seems like it probably. You know, I'm parachuting into that review. I, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about that one because this <laughs> one is either going to surprise you or you're going to be like, "What the fuck am I doing right now? What am I doing?" And that's a big cigar too. It's like what, like six, six or some crap. It's, it's a pretty chunky cigar. The cigar is big. The band is big. It's like the that flavor note is big. Yeah, it's, it's a big cigar. Well, what do you think about the Mortal Coil? That's one, like, I want to try it again, but I can't get my fucking hands on it. I liked it the first time around, but, like, after the, the Amazon, like, I want to go back to it because I know, like, that's right now, that's the one that everybody's falling in love with. You know what I mean? So I want to give it another run where it's just me and the cigar. No camera, no nothing. I just want to sit and, and absorb yeah. it. That cigar had potential. Like it had like a lot of unique notes, a lot of unique things about it. I th I think I remember pre-light. I remember getting like like raisin and chili powder, like just very unique and like raisin bread, very bready. And it started out good. But it's just the longer it went, the worse it got. Yeah, I heated it up and all that disappeared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what I think? With that, that kind of fits in the same lane, but it, that it but it keeps that that same profile was the um, the Monte Cristo and Crown Head combo that he did. It was like the last Ciudad or some I don't know music notes. I don't know anything about that. But it, whatever it is, they, they, did a, they did a combo, Monte Cristo and, and Crown Heads. And that thing, man, beginning to end, outstanding. Huh. I, I haven't heard of it. I'll, I'll have to look into that one. I, I will shoot that to you later. I will send that to you in, in, in your DM, man. So that I think that's one, if you can get your hands on it, and I, it's still floating around out there, you should definitely get that one and try it. I, I think it'll blow you away. Yeah. Awesome. Anything, and that's the thing, like, with reviewing cigars, like, you're, 
it's can always appreciate a great cigar for what it is, but it's extra special when it's great and unique. And it's something that you don't typically get, you know? My thing was, I was going to pan it because just like we were saying earlier, like a lot of the Monte Cristo stuff that's like New World, like I got to the point where it was like, I'm not smoking any of these cigars. What is the point? But yeah. I think I got that one in Black Lion Luxuries. I think they did it in one of their um, Cigar of the Month clubs. And that thing Money. changed my world. I, changed my world. Dude, that, that signature, I, I don't know if you've had one since the last live, Michael, but that Monte Cristo signature, the, the Spada signature, friggin' money. Yeah, I've... Uh... I haven't smoked another one since our last live, but I am planning on doing that one. I have in in the CAO line, I have the Firewalker and I have the Flathead. I think it's the 554 um, to smoke and review. And then somewhere in between there, I'm going to mix in the Monte Cristo Espada. One of the local lounges, they, they're doing like Jazz Fridays. So they asked me to come up with a spirit pairing for last week and for this Friday. So I had to kind of fit those in and then also do like the mid-year review video, which is going to come out most likely tomorrow before the other two. So like I had the ZR Cigar, uh, their Lonsdale Especial that seems to be popping up all over Las Vegas, like pre-PCA week. They went to a lot of the lounges, it seems, and like kind of got everybody on board with picking up some of their lines. So... We did that one last week, and we did, like, a tequila Paloma slash uh, Cadillac Margarita pairing with it. And then this week, we're doing another tequila pairing with Patron Extra Anejo and Sherry Cascanejo with the, I think it's the H. Upman Nicaragua series that just came out not too long ago. Mm -hmm. It's another AJ, I believe, produced cigar for, you know, the big, the big companies, but... That one was decent. I did the review on it. It was okay. It definitely nowhere near as good as even the Monte Cristo that I smoked fresh out of the pack on the last live. But, you know, it's it's cool to see, like, the Placencia tobacco being put in and being utilized by Monte Cristo and by General and by the bigger brands. And then, like, going to uh, Willie over at Drew Estate and having him blend up some stuff and kind of having the uh, the maestros and, like, all of the – big master blenders that have worked on boutique brands and larger brands and then kind of get them more into, you know, the big three. Now with STG having Matt Booth, like I, I just think that we're going to have that boutique-esque creativity come out with some of the, the bigger brands that have access and resources. And I think overall it's a benefit. I mean, we talked about the consolidation this past week coming with some of the other brands and it's been something that I've shouted from the Hills since the last PCA show that like we're going to consolidation consolidation. And although some of our brands might change, I think that overall it's probably a net positive for the premium cigar market because you're never going to get past the general cigar company, the STGs, the, you know, the, the really, really big brands. So by them bringing people to the table that are creative and, you know, can add something to the mix, I think that maybe, you know, we might have a net positive overall. You hope. You can only hope, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, you just, you hope, like you said, you, the access they have to all have access to, you hope they get the right people in there properly. You know? Yeah. And- what I've been seeing lately, like, you're, you're getting the John Hubers, you're getting uh, Rafael Nadal, 
you're getting uh, AJ Fernandez, you're getting uh, Noah Rojas, uh, you're getting all these like dope ass blenders that are working with them, and you can kind of see they're like, look, this boutique shit is killing us right now, and the consumer is a lot better, and their palates are a lot more seasoned right now. We can't just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. We got to actually have some really good blends. Yeah, you see that happen. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can't just throw stuff out there and expect it to sell because we have options, you know, and uh, it's it's competition. You have mm -hmm. you have other people like, you know, you have multiple, you know, tobacco layers that know how to put out a damn good cigar. Yeah. So you can't, you can't just like roll up like, you know, 15 year old tobacco and have it taste like dirt and expect it to sell. You know, <laughs> just because it's aged doesn't mean it's going to smoke good and that's going to be good. You know, yeah. And that's what was happening for a while. They were doing a lot with these legacy names and these legacy brands, and it was, like, killing the cigar game for a minute there. And then all these, like, newcomers and these boutique brands were just kind of like, look, we're being creative. We're, we're Steve Sock. We're, you know, Matt Booth. We, we, we got, we're doing some dope-ass shit that if you guys don't get your shit together, all these heritage brands are going to fall by the wayside. They're going to be gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, – was it the uh... – I was thinking, I was thinking about a particular brand, like like the Punch, like I, I was I, I was just talking mm. to Jimmy, but like the the Punch Fu Manchu, like that, I did not like that cigar, and like I I, I see it, it's a limited edition cigar. I see it on sale still at a lot of a lot of places online, and it's a limited edition cigar. What does that tell you? It's not selling, you know, and that people have other options out there, you know. I I'm not saying. Like, you know, my review or like, you know, I had any influence on that whatsoever, but just, you know, people, people hear stuff and you can't just put out anything and expect it to sell. I didn't see any positive reviews for that one. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I look at it like this, though. I don't put anything past what we've been doing as reviewers just in general, Right. Especially like you, Matt, like with the the amount of growth that you've had in the in the past few months, and that spike that you know the vintage cigar had recently, and and not to you know to to sound like I'm bragging or anything like that, but the four of us just in general have very consistent and and very straightforward reviews. Mm -hmm. We're not just throwing shit out there; like we're really giving honest opinions about how we feel about this, and it's enough people between the four of us that are watching and getting these reviews that are like, these guys are onto something. And it's been enough, you know, larger names that have been in the background and getting word about you and getting word about you and getting word about you of what you're saying. They're hearing what we're saying. You know, it might not come back to us, you know, in some big grandiose thing, yeah. but they're listening yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, out, of, out of all of us, like you definitely get, I know my, Michael doesn't necessarily have a rating system, but you say you always say that you're not gonna put a you're not gonna put a cigar on the channel that you wouldn't recommend, and yeah. you you obviously you know that's that's the recommendation in itself. Yeah, uh, EJ, you say like, would you smoke it again? Would you would you you know rec would you buy it for a friend? Like that's your own thing. Like there's nobody here who just says like this is the cigar, this is how it is. Buy, you know, like we, we say like you should get this or you should stay away from this. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing, too, you know, going back to what we were saying about, you know, sometimes you smoke a cigar the second time and you're not in front of the camera and you're like, oh, this is actually really captivating or, oh, this is a different experience than I had. 
DJ said it before. He's like, I, sometimes I just had a shit day. <laughs> and it's yep. like, maybe the cigar was affected mm. by that, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah. for me, I never wanted to do the rating system too because of that. And not to go back into, you know, live stream number one and talk about why is it that Master Your Hash doesn't have a rating system. But I had, um, I had somebody who's attending PCA ask me directly via email about my rating system this week, like a couple okay. of days ago. And I was just like, look, you know, I don't have a rating system per se. I recommend at the end if somebody should usually buy something as a box purchase, as a, you know, maybe like a five pack sampler and maybe age a couple just to see how they develop long term before they yeah. make that commitment. Or if it's just something that I'm going to pick up a single of, review it and probably never touch ever again. And that's kind of my rating because I don't generally put stuff on the channel that people haven't informed me should be on the channel or that you know, I'm reviewing because somebody sent it out for me to review and I thought that it was really good. Most yeah. of the ones, especially when I was doing just the spirit pairings and the studio episodes, those were cigars that I had already smoked before. So I already knew like, hey, I'm gonna yeah, repair this, I'm gonna put it with that, so on and so forth. Yeah, you always had your notes. You, you yeah. always you know, reference your notes each time. Yep, 100%. That's in depth, that's the way it should be. And I, I think for me, like, the only show that I actually do rating systems on for the most part is special delivery. When someone sends me something, then I'll rate that cigar. But I think my main thing is when I'm doing those top 10 lists and when I'm kind of putting everything into like, Hey, this is what you should get right now. This, these are the cigars for whatever reason I'm putting this in the list. There's a reason why I'm putting those cigars together. Like I'm honestly trying to draw attention to these cigars because they blew me away for whatever reason, or they gave me something specific that I was looking for. It's right. flavor note. It's, uh, it's a Vitola. It's something that you should be aware of the cigar. That's the way I've tried to do it. Yeah. What, okay. What are like some of the primary flavors or characteristics about a cigar that you would say you enjoy the most about a cigar smoking experience? Like what are some like the things that just off the top of your head, this, when I get this, I freaking love this about this cigar. Oh, sweet bread all day. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. When you get that bread note in there, it's nice. Yeah. For me, I'm looking for balance, right? So, if you if you're gonna get a cigar that that that's peppery, you got You got a pepper note in there. Give me something on the other end of that spectrum to work with my palate. Give me me like something sweet in there to kind of go with that peppery note. If you're going to give me something bitter, you need something like acidic in there. You need something peppery. And I think I was talking to you about this, Michael, recently that, like, I don't know if this just comes from the culinary background, but, like, when I compare flavors, you, you want that salty, sweet. Yeah. You want that acidic, you know, bitter. You, you want something to kind of balance that out. And when you can get that, like, the uh, the Nicaragua, Hoya de Nicaragua Cuatro Cinco, mm -hmm. That thing has this amazing, sweet, spicy blend, and it's balanced so perfectly. That's when I'm like, I love this cigar. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Balance it. Huge. Yeah, that was definitely a huge reason why the Antonio uh, was so high mm. up on my list as far as shade cigars for a long time. Um, but, you know, we talked about Salt Acid, Sweet, and uh, what was the book that you told me to go check out? There was a book. Oh. God. Anyway. It, it, that's basically the name of that book. Yeah, I, I'll like, find it again, but it's basically the name of that yeah. book. That's pretty much along the Salt Acid, something like that. I'll find something it. Something like that. But I, I downloaded it, 
and I skimmed through a little bit of it, and I was going to say that, um, you know, when it came to cocktail competitions and initially putting together drink ideas, I would use the Flavor Bible all the time, which is more of a culinary book as well. But it's like... It has, it's a great book, too. It has all those pairings, you know, like, okay, I taste pumpkin. What am I going to pair with pumpkin? You know, well, I'm going to pair maple syrup. I'm going to pair... You know you can do cinnamon. Yeah, you know you can do syrup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then that book specifically has them like emboldened or in just a bigger font. If it's like an affinity pairing, as they call them, where they'll have two or three of them that you put them together. It's like a super group at the end of the section. And for me, like a lot of times when I would do my spirit notes and stuff like that, I would write those in if I if I got them. If I was like, okay, there's walnut, raisin and vanilla or there's, you know, this, that or the other thing. And then I would tie all those three together. And like I was building a drink be like, okay, well, I know that if I put a cognac here, it's going to go with that. And that's just, you know, kind of how I would build the first first six months of the channel based off of those reviews, you yeah. know, those pairings. Yeah. And well, it's a nice guideline. Hmm? And well, I was saying that's a nice guideline, but the next is, what, what, what about you, Matt? What are you looking for? What is, what's that kind of go to? Well, like, like kind of what, both you and DJ said the combination of both. Like I love sweet bread. I love it when I get that note on a cigar. I love balance when a cigar has just a balance along with like a chewy smoke texture. Just so, like oh, yeah. just a finish that doesn't leave whatsoever between each puff. I freaking love that. I love nutty. I love nuttiness on a cigar. Uh, I love like a cherry sweetness, like a stone fruit sweetness on a cigar. If I if I had like a cigar with all those notes along with like some roasted coffee, that's like my perfect cigar right there. I had a short. <laughs> yeah, man. I guess and plus and plus it has the like like the X factor of Cameroon. You know, there's just that that's something like you can't explain it. It's just it's there and it's incredible. And I, I want to get your guys' take on this. Like, with the Eye of the Shark and, say, like, even the uh, the Etu Brute, the, the the Julius Caesar Eye of the Shark, like, it is it just the size that makes it special? Or do you think they use, like, higher priming tobacco for those particular cigars? I think they're using everything. That, that's that's my opinion. I think it's it's the top notch that you, under the Don Carlos brand, so they're not using any bullshit. Um, <laughs> any bullshit leave on that one. But the shape of that fucking cigar has to be a conduit for it as well, too. Then, like you said, it has that Cameroon, whatever that thing that Cameroon adds to cigars, man. Jesus, that is... It, they cover all the boxes on that one, literally. They, they check off everything. They tick, 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 tick. The perfect cigar, man. It's it's literally... And, like, that wrapper, the, the wrapper on every single Eye of the Shark I've seen is just perfect. It's it's There's no blemishes there's no nothing and cameroon's not a pretty rapper it's ugly for the most part but however like they right. it, however they source it for that particular size they're all just immaculate looking it's gorgeous what about you michael i need to be a fanboy but i'm a fanboy for that fucking cigar man and I, like i will i will die on that here it's a, it's a hill worth dying on it's a total hill worth dying on Whenever I get pastries, and it doesn't really matter what pastry it is, but like that Dondorma, the, I know that it stands for like ice cream in Turkish. And somebody had mentioned it in the comments when we were talking about it at the beginning. But like whenever I get 
whether it's creme brulee, whether it's ice cream, whether it's, you know, some sort of sweet bread, like any kind of pastry note or confection note on it is just, that's always to me because like most of the time I feel as though you're going to taste coffee, you're going to taste leather earth on a lot of most of your cigars, right? So when you get into more of those like finite notes, even walnut, like the Davidoff limited edition Winston Churchill for this past year with all that walnut, I mean, it was almost excessive to a point, right? But like, it was so good because it was so authentic. It didn't taste like um, they were, that they were going for it. It just kind of happened like that. I mean, maybe they were, but it's like whenever you get like an authentic taste that is just so right there on the nose like that, it's, fantastic yeah 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 and also like well notes, the, those are amazing too like anytime i get that on a cigar or toffee caramel sweetness yeah yeah, yeah. once again we can go back to it a billion times but that antonio ct man that shit that's a good cigar man for it's so much of that toffee in there like you get that caramelized taste in there like from the beginning of the end of that cigar it's wow it, Wow! 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 And it's it's a damn it's a damn affordable cigar too. Like it's not it's not Buffalo Ted affordable, but it's still really. Chat, <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need some merch just to start wearing it all the time. Dude, oh, hey, dude, their new logo's sick. I don't know if you see it. I think I should. It is it's, it's I like it a lot. What it, when I see them at PC, that's gonna be my first question to them. I'm gonna be like, "Do you guys know who Cigar Hound Dog is?" Okay. <laughs> Actually, uh, if not, get familiar. Yeah, uh, that uh, never ash. I, I think they they joined the chat initially, um, but mm-hmm. they they said if I was going to be at the show, and I said no. But Michael, Pr- oh, they they mentioned like, hey, I saw that your friend Michael is going to be at the show. Yeah, I said I won't be, but he will be. You should get in touch with him. And he said he would. Yeah, he reached out. He reached out a couple of hours ago. Said that he was going to join the live and and try to say hi and everything else like that. So uh, I'm going to make it a point to stop by and visit with him as well. And he wished me safe travels, which is great because I only have to go, you know, about ten miles to the strip and drive. Yeah, yeah, safe travels, Michael, down the strip. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder how how on the radar smaller channels like ours are compared to the guys that have 10k plus because between the three of us it's over like 350,000 views so it's not nothing but there's one of that but also it's a a very small community too yeah yeah so like i'm sure at this i I gotta say like it, it hit me out of the blue like matt booth just out of nowhere was like dude i got wind of your channel you're doing a good job keep going the fuck that's sick. <laughs> that's sick man yeah that's dope it's yeah. it's it, it means the world doesn't it it's like to, to get to get a compliment like that from that guy like that's that's awesome steve soccer did like a, a retweet of one of my shows like i was just doing like the buyer's guide on on, on dumbarton he caught wind of that shit and he went back through and analyzed everything I said, and then it's like, hey, I want to add to what he was talking about, and here you go. This is my point of view on my portfolio. Yeah. So if, if they see me, they see you three for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know I know Steve Saka. He's an incredibly smart, incredibly analytical person, and, like, to get to get any sort of – and also very um, a harsh critic, too. And to, to get a compliment from that guy, that, that means a lot, too. 
I, I can't front, man. It made my day just because it's like my whole thing is like you, you can't get but so big. Yeah. But to be able to chop it up with you guys and really talk cigars, I don't get to talk cigars out here. Who am I going to talk cigars with? Right. You know? Yeah. You don't get a chance to have that kind of community and you like really chop it up and have great conversations. So to be able to do this and then to get those guys that like I am like watching everything that they do and I'm smoking their cigars and I'm dissecting what they're putting out. To have them say, like, oh, dude, I see you. That shit means everything, bro. Absolutely. Money can't do that shit. Money can't give you that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of places to, to go to to interact with other people who smoke cigars, Cigar Public. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out, out in the ether right now. Just, just. Put it, put it in the world so everybody knows. Now I know. <laughs> what? So, what's up? Something happened? No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, just oh. trying to. <laughs> I haven't checked since uh, I got called an asshole for making an account. So it's been, it's been weeks. <laughs> I yeah. haven't. So what was that you said? You said our public. Is that what you said? Did I miss? It's <laughs> our public. Yeah, I, I mean, there, uh, it's been, and, and I, I made this point to to both DJ and Michael. Like they're, they're putting up content and they're putting up like, um, like articles and videos of things that were like posted initially, you know, a year ago. Like yeah, just, yeah. just keep things like just to keep the feed going, you know. And it's like if you're trying to and just. I am being critical, obviously, but if you're trying to like start off as a new platform to have people like as a competitor to half wheel, you should have like content that you're not like go back to other people's content and posting like a year old video from Lee Mac, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. I I wish them the best. Yeah. I wish them the best, but there's better ways to do what they're trying to do. Yeah, it kind of. the, the hard part about all of this is is staying fresh and staying current, especially like right now. It's a it's a cigar boom. I don't know if any of you guys are feeling that way, but I think right now, just what what was happening uh, with the PCA recently, and like everybody who was anybody is not putting out just one cigar for the PCA. They're kind of like they're they're going to the drawing board. They're putting out new sticks. They're doing limited editions. They're they're like rehashing stuff that, that that was selling really well. Like it's so much new shit that's coming out right now. You can't just be going out and putting it out from a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's too much content. It's too many cigars. It's too much information. You can't do that right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's there's too much competition, and like ha- half wheel. I have my reservations about them, but they put out a damn consistent new product each day with like all, all their posts that they do, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're going to compete with that, you can't show up with old articles and try and post them as like fresh articles. It's just, it's not going to long term. It's definitely not going to work. Yeah, for sure. Ghostbusters afterlife sequel receives official release date. I don't know what that has to do with cigars, but they posted that. It's culture. It's yeah, yeah. it's, it's oh, is that what it is? <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. That's what they tell <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 
you need that though. You need you need pop culture in there though, I, and I think that's a good thing. But like, you can't just throw it out there. You know, you got to connect it in some way. Yeah, agree that you have to connect it to cigars. Like, what does Ghostbusters have to do with this? You know, like I, I understand. Like, I'll go to IMDb or some other social media site that handles movies or whatever. I don't need that news on a cigar site. So it's kind of like an studio that has to do with pop culture. It's like, because I was watching, I was watching this terrible movie with my wife and the guy had a cigar, like the bad guy or the villain, right? And the ash drops and coincidentally enough, he was sprayed down with gasoline or somebody had like some sort of flammable liquid that they had doused him in so that when he ashed the cigar, he would light up on fire and it would create a distraction. And I'm just like, man, cigar ash would never do that. Like I'm sitting there like, it's not lit. Like there's no fucking way, there's no way that it's gonna do that. And I was just like, you know what? I need to do a video on this. Like just grab the top five. Yeah, 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 no, that's constant. And just do like a voiceover recording and just, you know, do that whole entire thing. But I was like, that would be a great thing. Brian and Cigar Public could make that happen. They can make that happen in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What does it, it take to light your? You, you you need to dress up like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or some shit, and, <laughs> and just debunk that whole. <laughs> uh, that would be. Uh, it's like if the if the must... fire like like cherry of the cigar fell out, that's one thing, but that's not gonna happen. Right, right. It's not gonna... Come on. Then I I believe they tested it on MythBusters, and the whole like flick a cigarette at it that won't light it on fire. It just no. doesn't happen. right because it because it's it's not the liquid it's it's the it's the fumes yes yeah but yeah you gotta do that you gotta find a way like you know my uh cut a cigar like a man you gotta light yourself on fire with a cigar see what it takes <laughs> <laughs> gotta bite the end off your cigar yeah Some... oh man that is comedy. How's your guys' cigars smoking? I'm burning through this damn sober mason, man. I, I apologize. I'm already at the last third. Don't be sorry, man. I'm fine. If, if you if you, you can go grab something else if you want, man. I'm sure my, Michael has his. Oh yeah, you, you got yeah. You're you're good. And my, Michael has his bag, so we're we're set. Who would have thought? I came strapped, brother. Who would have thought that we went through, uh, you know, probably like almost four or five inches of the nine and a quarter? Hey, hey halfway there. <laughs> so, so, honestly, this is what I was expecting, man. I knew we were really going to be able to chop it up and not even have to think about talking. We're just talking. So I was like, let me get something that got some size to it. I knew what was up. Absolutely. And how'd you, Keelan, how'd you get into cigars initially? So I, I know about these guys. I know about these guys' origin stories at the bottom. I don't know about right. your origin story. This, this, is, this is weird because when I grew up, I was like, you know, I was running the streets in, in North Carolina. Like, you know, I was 14, 15, wilding out. You know, my, my group of friends were a bunch of delinquents, to be honest with you. Like, we were just out doing wild shit. But I was the, I was the good kid out of the crew. So I didn't smoke. I hated cigarettes. I hated tobacco. It's been 42 years, and I still have never had a drop of liquor in my life. Like, I, I was that guy. Damn. So, but I've always, like, when I was walking around, like, when I lived in Hampton Roads or when I was in North Carolina, you know what it's all about, tobacco. 
So you would go by the cigar shops and you can smell the pipe tobacco and you got the little uh, Native American statue there and all that. Kind of, and I was in awe of it. I love the smell of it. I've always loved it. And I love that whole cool factor. Like, you know, the guys that I admire were like were super cool, laid back dudes. I love Ali and Malcolm X and, and Bruce Lee. I love guys that always like chill, Miles Davis. Yeah. So I kind of always like that jazz cigar vibe, just being able to sit back and smoke a cigar. But I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm totally against tobacco. But in 2013, I was a butcher and I was working in a butcher shop and I was like working hard all the time. And I was trying to make my name in the, in the culinary field and all that kind of stuff. So when I would get home from work, I would just want to decompress and unwind. So I went to this spot called Emerson's and I bought a couple cigars. And I think what I started out with was, uh, don't laugh at me, but it was like a, a Java, like, uh, I don't know, one of the, one of the coffee a gateway cigar. Or latte. It's a gateway cigar. It's perfect. It is definitely a gateway cigar. And nobody introduced me to that. It was just like, I wanted to try it out. I, I wanted, I was all about flavor profiles and flavor notes. So I was like, let me, let me try this to see what it tastes like. And I got hit by that bug, man. Like it was, I was like, whoa, I can really taste the coffee or whatever that is in this. So from then on, that thing that stings my brain with food and with flavor, I was just going out and digging in the cigars and trying everything. And I tried that Flathead 660. And that shit was like, this isn't a flavored cigar. This shit tastes amazing. The, The flavor, the smoke body in it was perfect. And I was like, I'm hooked. That's how I got into it. It was just that curiosity to want to wanna be that cool dude that could sit back, smoke a cigar, and taste those notes, and just be able to find an escape. And it worked. So, so you're sitting on so the, the flathead was your aha cigar. That was like the cigar you smoked. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. I know. I know what people like about this. I was the one, and then I found Puente. It was a wrap. After that, after I got my first Olympic, it was over. Yeah, never looked back. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, so like, um, yeah. so would you say, like, as far as, like, regions of, of places that grow tobacco, that Dominicans, because of Fuente mostly, that's that's your favorite? Or would Cubans, would they kind of nudge Dominican, Dominicans out because of that? You know what, dude? I, I, I started – the vintage cigar um, because I was trying to find out okay, where's my home and the whole thing like that first series that I did was I want to smoke and the whole concept behind that was like trying to find what I really liked about cigars I was just trying to figure out where my palate was and trying to figure out like exactly what I fell in love with with cigars and I don't think I allowed myself to settle on okay just Nicaraguan or, you know, just Dominican or anything like that. I really, I, I keep my mind open. I know I was chasing Cubans for a while. And then when I got that first Hoya de Monterey Epicure, that shit just blew my mind too, as far as Cuban cigars. Yeah. But now I think my main thing is like, what does this cigar taste like? Is it good? Is it balanced? What is the smoke texture like? What cigar is going to give me that thing that, makes me fall in love and want to keep coming back. So now I'm more about, you know, what is Dumbarton doing? What is Cavalier doing? What is Hoya de Nicaragua doing? Like, I'm, I'm looking for these brands that have hit me every time to give me something really good. For Wente, I know it's going to be consistent. Yeah. So 
I, I really could care less where, like, what region is coming from. I know I'm looking for a Cameroon that's going to do something good for me. I know uh, Connecticut Broad is going to do something good for me. I know Mexican San Andreas is going to hit my palate in a way that I, like, I really enjoy. And that's mainly what I'm to know. I know Placencia is going to have, and, and Agonorsa is going to have great leads. Yeah. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. No, I, I, that, I'm, I'm the same way. I just, I know myself and I know my palate and I, I will always just, especially mostly because of the pepper, because so many Nicaraguans have so much freaking pepper on them. And I, I can still really enjoy the vast majority of those cigars that do have a lot of pepper on them, but Dominicans, they, they don't have nearly as much pepper compared to Nicaraguans. So that for that alone, Back. For that alone, I will always probably say that Dominican, you know, Dominican Republic is is my favorite region. But you know, I look for I look for cigars for what they are. Like like you said, Placencia, they put like the Year of the Tiger. It's seriously one of the best cigars I've ever had, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro. Mm -hmm. Like it, like it, and I can't discount any any cigar for being from a certain region just because it's from that certain. Region. Like there's there's so many. There's probably there's not as much, still plenty of current heroes that are just amazing. But but yeah, I, I just I know my my heart and my palate will always gear more towards Dominican Republic, but I will always keep my palate open to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I wanted to be that guy that at one point where like if you give me a cigar you know blindfolded i could tell you oh that's cuban oh that's that's dominican that's nicaraguan but i don't think i'll ever reach that i don't think that's ever going to come yeah. and i think now that i've just kind of opened up so much to it now that i i don't even care about that that's, anymore. Yeah. now it's like this shit tastes good Does it smell? That, that's important like to me that's important too because i never want to be the guy that says like oh this has pillow de oro in it this has you know corojo whatever it's like i don't give a shit like what's like and when I, when I when i talk about like the blends of cigars you know how davidoff they'll talk about like it has two leaves of viso san vicente blah 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 you know it's you know all that shit's like i don't care like just it, this is just for just for the sake of the review i'll say this is where the filler leaves come from this is where the binder comes from this is where, i'm not going to get into that much detail because i don't give a shit like it, right. it's it, it matters, like for the blending process, obviously. But as a consumer, as us as consumers, because that's really you know we're reviewers, but we're also you know first and foremost we consume cigars. That's that's what like fires our passion for this. You know, I don't as a consumer, I don't give two shits about that. Like, is it good? I, I don't I don't be able to pinpoint precision. Like, oh, it has these leaves in it because it's less fun that way. It, it's like it's like being, being a musician. Or like my, Michael, you you like with drinks and everything, you can pinpoint certain flavors in a you know in a in a drink, and you can like know you know the sours and whatever that's involved. In my opinion, for me, that would make it less fun. That kind of takes the magic out of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree. It's um, it's one of those things where I feel like <clears throat> when you when you're making a dish or you're making a cocktail, right? You have the the individual ingredients that you're trying to make better than the sum of all parts, right? 
concept. So you're taking something that like may be super herbaceous and you're trying to balance that out that might be really sweet or really savory or really sour and acidic. So you're using all of these components, right? The way that a master blender looks at the tobacco. And although for the average everyday consumer, that might not be a big deal, right? I think that there's a certain, there's a certain interest that, that my, that, that peaks in my mind when I see it happen in cigars. Like for instance, you know, you just talked about the year of the tiger by Placencia. I just got done for the most recent like sticks and kips, col kicks, culture, meat, spirits, meat, cigars thing that I posted about eight lounge. We yeah. just got done smoking the year of the tiger that day. And one of the reasons why I liked that a lot was because basically all of the ligas, they just tweak certain sizes and certain vitolas. And then every now and then you get something like the H99, which has the Criollo and the Corojo going on. Yeah. And then you'll also get something like the Phineas Gage, which is an offshoot of the H99. And it's like, the Phineas Gage being in that Lancero format gives you a different Vitola size and shape with a similar blend to the H99 Toro that's Toro size with a closed foot. Well, how does that blend, how is that influenced over a different Vitola size and shape? And even as reviewers, you know, we usually smoke one size Vitola of a line. Yeah. And then sometimes maybe down the road, we'll smoke another size and we'll be like, oh, this is a better size than, you know, or it's not as good of a size. And that's the interesting part about cigars to me is that, you know, the same blend can be completely different in a different size. Absolutely. So it, I think that that matters just as much, if not more than what the actual blend is that the master blender, you know, put together. Why is it that EP, for instance, with the Encore line, has kept adding sizes to it over the years, even though the sizes that he started mm. off with were some of the most highly awarded sizes. Oliva V is another great example. Like them with the Melania line, example. they've added sizes over time to both the V and the Melania line, and they've chose not to include certain sizes that are in the different lines. And it's like, yeah. you know, completely different experience. So that's where I get very interested with it. And I guess you could say it's like the same way as like when I see somebody make a classic cocktail and then spin it with a new rum that just came out or a new gin or, you know, something that they taste that they thought would add a certain element that's different. Yeah. 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 And size, size can change a cigar so much. Like I, I've been smoking the, the Imperial Jade, the La Galera. I've been, I, you know, I love the Churchill. I've been smoking all the other sizes, and it just doesn't like come close to the Churchill for me. Yeah, it's just, just really, yeah, yeah. I, and that's a good cigar all the way around. So I'm, I'm hyped to smoke that now. Dude, nice. The, the, that 47 ring gauge, and I'm usually not a fan of anything below 48, 50 really. But that 47 ring gauge, like seven by 47, legitimate Churchill. That cigar is money, dude. Just love Cameroon once again. <laughs> we know what the cigar dog uh cigar hound dog wheelhouse is yeah. hey we put vintage cigar in that bad boy too give me cameroon i'm there jack absolutely <laughs> absolutely so did dj what would have been some of the cigars that have been standing out for you lately i haven't been able to i was oh yeah yeah man so you're just you're just I, getting back I, to it yeah no, I, this is this is my first cigar in a week and a half. 
just haven't been able to. Yeah, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe out of this side of my face, and it got to the point where even right now, my neck all the way to here is still stiff, man. I was, uh... I, so how is that cigar treating you right now, though? Huh? How is that cigar treating you now? Like, are you able to, to, to yeah, appreciate it all? I don't know. So, uh, you mentioned, like, the, the Churchill version of this had way better flavors to it, but I also don't know that might be me. So I can't yeah. tell. Because even, like, today, I had, like, a little a little sore spot left, so I was rubbing it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I start rubbing it a little more. And then I rubbed it slightly too hard, and then all of a sudden, like, a little pop, and now stiff all the way down. And I'm like, all right. So that was, that was too much. Dude, that sucks. But, it makes sense why you're kind of sitting there, like, still right now. It's like, fuck, oh, dude. No, Sorry no. you're going through that, bro. <laughs> yeah. What what size? What what size? What size is that of the the founders? Toro. Toro. Okay. Well, yeah. I that video, and then they hit me up like, "I'm sending you a five pack." I'm like, "You really don't need to. Just shit happens when you make cigar. Like, they're not all going to be perfect, but appreciate it. I'm gonna it for a while and see how how much better it gets. But it's not bad. It's just the flavors were so much more potent. But I also think that might just be me. It, it very well, and that's the thing. It's cigars are not an exact science. They're so far from being an exact science. We we, we can get close to 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 trying to mimic a certain experience that we had previously with a certain cigar, but there's so many variables involved. Yeah. What I think lately is that uh, Steve Saka has been playing with a lot of his cigars recently too, and he's been throwing out a lot of different patolas. If you just look at Sin Compromiso, like. It seems like every couple months he's like throwing out something new. Like, okay, you know, you guys like this cigar, and I took uh, the, the number two and I tweaked it, changed that one up a little bit, and then okay, I'm gonna change this one to the Paladin de Saka, and there's little minor tweaks in that. That's been kind of fun, and uh, Aganorsa Leaf was doing that too. Um, you know, they've been changing that from the Bellicoso to Corona Gorda, and all, and all of those are different. Yeah, the Toro to the Robusto, all of them taste different. Yeah. And they're great small. Yeah, the, the Supreme Leaves, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that, that's the thing, like with smaller companies like that, like, you know, at all the companies below General Altidus, all the, you know, huge, huge companies, like with Steve Saka, with Aganorsa, they're, you know, they're sizable, but compared to General, they're still smaller. They're, they can be light on their feet. They can come out with small batch stuff and still be profitable and still make it like part of their you know, their, their business to, to, to be profitable doing that and release smaller quantities of new sizes, more limited sizes, like, you know, Sokka just did, you know, that that's like another benefit of having guys like Sokka and companies like Aganorsa that can do that. Like if, if they if it was just like big conglomerate companies, it's all about dollar. Like they, they don't care right. to release certain sizes or, you know, limited blends, whatever, which they do, but it has to be a certain quantity. It's all about numbers. And, you know, a, what a company like that can benefit from are just big numbers. Like Sokka, he could benefit from, you know, a lot smaller, you know, quantities, but still be profitable in doing what he's doing. John Huber is doing that a lot, too, with um, Mil Diaz. Like how many different versions of the Mil Diaz has come out recently? Yeah. Uh, 4Kick. He's been just playing with the different rappers on that, just doing little subtle changes and little tweaks in that. That, that part is, like, keeping me intrigued. It's keeping me going, like, okay, let me try this. Let me see what my palate can pick up from one to the other. Yeah, it keeps it fun. And, uh, it, makes, it makes it fun, man. 
Castagli too. Castagli's been been out Ooh. some new jams. Same deal. Yeah, and I I know that uh, that Lampert, uh, <laughs> they're coming out with new blends, new sizes. I've only had the well, I think it's the same one that you had, Michael. The the Azul. Yeah. Which, well, it wasn't bad, but it's nothing that great. But I know, like, I've I've heard a lot a lot of good things, and especially about the newer blends that he's coming out with. Yeah, I just got a sample of their seven year and their twelve year rum, and trying to figure out if we can maybe distribute that in market. So I'm gonna send it off to corporate and see what they say about it. But it's it's pretty pretty solid juice. Nice point, along That's with their cars. So so you guys you guys have heard about the I just saw uh, in talking to D Love he he reminded me of it. Uh, you guys saw the post from Padrone about, you know, how they're getting to uh, the Monte Padrone cigar finally. Mm -hmm. So that'll be uh, – Michael, you're going to see that in person. Don't yep. know if you'll smoke it. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll I'll be there to, to watch the unveiling at, what is it, like 3.30 in the afternoon, I think they put on the invitation. So. Okay. Cool, man. Look here, man. I don't do this very often. <laughs> If you can put in a word for your boy, just <laughs> let go my way. Pretty please with with a with a badass Agonorsa cigar on top of that. But fuck it, with a with a fucking uh, eye of shark on top, please. Time Pretty please. Your ash is allowed in the show officially, and uh, the last time. <laughs> like you tried to steal the Fuente Patron cigar. What are you doing? Knowing them and how. I, I will write a handwritten letter and begging for that shit and just give it to you so you can send that whatever whatever it takes, bro. It's like, it's like that's one of those. Like, on it. <laughs> they've been talking about that for what at least a year and a half now, right? Yeah. It's been about a year and a half they were talking that was going to come out, man. And I, I know I'm not the biggest Padron guy, but if you're going to take that Padron quality and match that with the flavor of of Wint, man, I, I hope that's not one of those things that's just like. It's all hype, and then when you get it, it's mediocre. I really want that to be everything that it's built to be. That's, like, that's what I'm afraid of, man. Like, that that's totally what I'm afraid of. Because, like, all there's all the expectation in the world for that yeah. cigar. You know, and that, like, just like with the, the Rare Pink. Like, that, I was so excited to try that cigar because I had tobacco from, Fuente, like, Fuente Farms in Nicaragua. Like, I was super excited for that cigar. But it was so mediocre. In my opinion, for like the one that I had, like so, I, I was just gonna say, I, I think that there's more of a chance of being let down by that cigar because that's two yeah. massive, like respectable, like families in the cigar industry combining. It's, it's. I see it very hard that they're gonna be they're gonna make it live up to expectation. Yeah, you're gonna overhype it, and then it's just gonna be at the end of the day still just a cigar. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know this. I'm conscious of it. I gotta try. Oh, I gotta see. <laughs> People have. I'll go into a review and I'm like, oh, dang, I like this video, because you hype it so much up in your head. And you're like, not. Nah, it was a cigar. Didn't change my yeah. life. But yeah. it's also person to person. You get passionate with that shit. Yeah. I don't know. But the thing is, like, I don't think Matt was alone with the rare pink, though, because, like, that thing was super hype. Everybody, you know, before it came out, 
then after everybody kind of smoked it, you don't really hear about it or see it nearly as much as you would expect to. Like every now and then somebody will bring it up. But for the most part, that just kind of like disappeared into the catalog. Yeah. yeah. And they they never really like what I love Fuente and it's I know it's mostly the retailers that do this, but like the upcharge for rare cigars like that with the rare pink, the the opuses and all that stuff. You're like I've seen places selling that i think i saw a, a, a retailer online retailer selling like a single rare pink cigar for a hundred dollars you're 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 screwing with me like i like anybody who buys that cigar is going to be let down for like for any cigar really for a hundred dollars like give me a price yeah yeah i'll send a, a photo from casa fuente tomorrow of the prices just yeah. so and just so that you can turn your stomach a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Not going to be able to do it. Sorry, not going to be able to do it. I went, I, when, I, when I was in Vegas, I was going to go. And then I started reading the reviews of all just the, the upcharges just because it is it is what it is. I was like, no. Nah. I'm not I'm not going to go get escorted in. Just be like, thanks. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I saw on Twitter yesterday Ben Baller, who can absolutely afford the exorbitant price that he paid at the win for room service. But I think that his room service bill for a smoothie, two coffees and a bagel was 80 bucks after gratuity was added. Absurd. Absurd. <laughs> mm. uh, Michael, when you go to PCA, uh, is your plan to just kind of just, just like a feel out process, just go to, you know, introduce yourself and just kind of, you know, put put faces with names and just do do that. Like, are you going to bring a camera? Like, what what's going to be your MO when you get there? Gonna have a banner that says "Master your Ash" tied to his backpack, so everyone knows why he's walking by. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's um, I figured that you know I'll go up to Carlito first and I'll hand him a sticker, and then because we just got <laughs> "Master Your Ash" stickers, um, and I'll ask him to put that on his sleeve, hand me one of the legend cigars from his collaboration with Padron. And then um, I'll go over. I'll, go over Sokka. I'll tell him. I'll, I'll tell Sokka what it is. Um, now I, I've been booking my appointments, so to speak, all week. Like I met, um, I met John's rep from Four Kick or from uh, Crown Heads, who coincidentally enough worked for another brand, and we had done a couple of spirit pairings at one of the other cigar lounges up in Summerlin out here in Las Vegas. Sure, You're cool. back. And I just ran into him by happenstance today. And uh, I've nice. my appointment, my appointments with New Air, um, a couple of other brands, along with uh, our German engineered folks to talk with them. So, you know, we'll I have like maybe five or six appointments booked. And then my boy over at Crux, Sam, I spoke with him today. He just got in. Matt's Boofy's uh, counterpart and partner with the uh, the Room 101 Gin just reached out while we were on the live stream. I believe that he might stop in and say, hey, but <clears throat> like I told you guys, I want to get, if I can, a dinner with Boofy just to kind of hang out one of the nights before and yeah. chat a little bit. But I'll definitely bring the camera so that I can interview Boofy this year because I did a lot of my formal intros last year with like Steve and some of the other people. Uh, so this year I'm going to have the camera. I'll have two of my friends with me, Rob and Devarash, who have joined the channel and um, they've been watching for the last 20, 30 minutes, but they'll be with me. They'll man the camera. I'll do a couple of interviews and just take it as it goes. You know, I'm not going to be like, if, 
if somebody can't swear away five or 10 minutes, or I don't, I haven't already introduced myself and they know who I am, then I'm not going to press them for anything because that's just not my style. But yeah. I'll definitely record some footage with the camera and with the phone and post lives while I'm there. That's cool, man. That's good. You're, you're going to make your, you know, your, your dues worth it for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll have a ticket. I got a ticket, man. Out next year, too. So, you know, if you guys make it out for PCA next year, at least I'll have a badge for you. The awesome, dude. That absolutely. I gotta say, man, to pat you on the back, like, like, I I love watching your shit. I love the way you talk about cigars and booze, man. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, man. It's 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 really good, and I lead people to your channel just because the way you approach everything from you know how the cigar smokes to how it pairs and everything. It's a great, great, great fucking show. When you do this and you actually get people who are like cement it in the industry and you get to you know talk to them the way you talk with us about cigars man i just hope it does wonders for your channel and for your brand man absolutely I'm dead serious i, I hope this shit just blows the fuck up man. it's great shit i appreciate that it, it wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for the support of you three specifically you know because you guys take the opportunity I mean, dj just did it yesterday you know to shout out the channel and to get more eyes on it and stuff like that and i mean a lot of times you know, from the YouTube aspect, I always wonder, like, if I'm going too far in one direction, and if I got to pull back, or, you know, if it's going over people's heads. And that's like, the constant, I guess you could say, like, uh, balancing act that I have with it, right? Because I feel like there's, there are plenty of people on the liquor side that know nothing about cigars that I talk with every single day. And then there's a lot of people on the cigar side that don't know enough about the liquor side too. So like from the standpoint of my job, it makes the day job easier because of the fact that the venues that I talk to that offer both, um, they look at it and they're like, oh shit, like he has a show, like he can help us with the pairings and so on and so forth. And it's like, yeah, I totally want to do that for you Absolutely. guys. But for the people that are all in one side or all in the other side, it, it's not as easy to connect the dots right away. You know, it's something that over time, it kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, people are already going to drink booze when they smoke or they're going to smoke cigars now that they're drinking booze. But it, your shit is like, it's, it's not just words, man. It's informative and it's articulate as fuck. And for somebody that's like super nerdy like me that likes likes the devil that's in the details, you provide that, man. That might not work for everybody. And it's dope that, you know, you have someone on the other side, like DJ, that can be like so entertaining with it and like they get you enthralled with just the energy of the show. It's good to have that juxtaposition. Like yeah. that makes everything for me that I can watch both of you guys and be like, I, I get what I like from shows. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, 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 DJ was talking about a heating pad for five minutes yesterday, and I was, I was thoroughly locked into every single word because the way that he was describing the heating pad and the throwing it in the microwave and the soft, mushy rice, the moist rice, bro, that's yep. exactly the same heating pad that my wife bought a couple of years ago. And like, I have the exact same one. I couldn't do that shit if I tried, and it's fucking brilliant, dude. That shit is just that's just great fucking content, man. Yeah, everybody brings a different dynamic, man, and it's just it, it's great to have, uh, you know, a community, a real cigar community, and and that that niche genre that we have, right? We can have a little bit of everything for everybody every day of the week now, almost. Exactly. Like I remember, I remember watching like early, early on in Michael's channel. I forget like what pairing it was, but I remember you talking about like the history 
of like you know like uh i don't know if it was like during the um, i think it was like the whiskey rebellion you're 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 yeah. talking about like temperance by rum craft <laughs> yeah i was like who who does this like <laughs> yeah you, you get a history lesson while you're watching cigar content like that's and that was like it clicked i'm like this guy knows what he's doing this uh, guy back I, the right exactly believe me that was this fun there was only one other guy who was doing something similar um Doctor, was it Doctor Joe. something? Doctor Dr. Joe, Doctor Joe, Doctor Joe. He was the only other person that was in, even anywhere close, and he just disappeared. So like, it was, I was like, "Fuck, we got it back. We got like some really in depth shit. We finally got that shit back." Believe me, that episode was as fun to record as as it was to to I guess watch. I, I didn't know that it was that fun to watch because it didn't really have great numbers at the very inception of the channel, but I think that that's one down the road that, you know, people will catch on to and be like, "Damn, this is cool." You know, cuz I thoroughly enjoyed going into Skip Martin's mind and and just kind of trying to pull out information as far as to like what the hell was he thinking about when he was blending this and calling it intemperance and why why the whiskey rebellion why this why that because there's so many like perdomo does a lot of barrel aging diesel's done barrel aging and they've done it specifically with a brand that i'm very familiar with that i haven't even done the pairing on just yet with rabbit hole they've they right. use specifically rabbit hole whiskey barrels and that's a product that i sell you know, through through the company that I work for every damn day, you know, so the Derringer, the the different expressions that they have, the Henny Gold and stuff like that. Those whiskeys are really good. It's a really great company. And I'm very familiar. I know that Diesel has their Whiskey Row series with that for a very specific reason. But for Romacraft, it was like, why a company that's the Neanderthal, that's the Cro-Magna, like, why did they go this direction, you know? And, like, that was very interesting to me to do all the research for. Yeah. So. Uh, for, for me, for me, the video that's the most special uh, of yours and the one that I think is going to, like, throughout the years is going to get the most attention, in my opinion, is your Tatuaje Monster video. <laughs> just, just, going over, just going over the history just from the very beginning, like you having firsthand experience about that and then just yep. continuing along, like this is what we're getting today. This is what we got in the past. This is what I'm going to smoke now. Like that, just everything consolidated into, I think it's a two-part video that you did on it. Like con yep. consolidated into those videos is a very special thing that we'll just have for like for history's sake, just like as point in time, people wanting to look back. Like, I wonder, like, what's this Tatawahe monster line? Like, you know, it'll probably go for continue on, but they'll be able to see, like, the very beginnings of it because of you and because of what you brought with your videos. Yeah, thank you. That's great fucking content, yo. Like, you can't beat shit like that. That's what people go on, on to YouTube for, is to be able to do a deep dive that they couldn't do for themselves. And, you know, monsters, you know, that whole series was everywhere. Now you actually have a, a, a poignant history of that that shit is great dude. Yeah. absolutely great well, i appreciate that those are very kind words i mean that was another one that was thoroughly enjoyable and i can't wait to do halloween again this year i just got uh some michaels which coincidentally enough i had smoked in the past but i never bought like a box of and yeah. i mean i'm looking forward to like throwing together a huge kind of monster thing around Halloween this October. I mean, that's going to be a main like focal point for me and like decorating all this out, having a fucking spider right here or some shit. Like I'll dress up the dogs. I don't care. That's like, yeah. my favorite holiday. <laughs> Do it. 
Do it. Hopefully, that shit is awesome, hopefully, man. Hopefully, you know, within the next three or four days, I'll know what uh, what Pete Johnson's gonna gonna bring to the table too. So I'll have a better idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I feel yeah. like opening your deal, do something like with Stranger Things with like Vecna or something <laughs> like that. That shit would be crazy. <laughs> that That's a great idea. I just it, we, it actually we just finished that up too this week. That was that was something else. Yeah. Um, I, I, something you might miss. I, hopefully, you will get here in time. But they're in in Tokyo. They're they're doing this pop up cafe, and you guys can go on the on the internet and search for this. They're gonna do a, a cafe that's based solely on Stranger Things. Like all the drinks, all the food, everything in there is gonna be Stranger Things. Course. I will be there. I, I might be fucking dressed like fucking uh, <laughs> Lucas or some shit. No, but I might have Hawkins on. I'm gonna be there for that shit. There, yeah. All right. My wife and I, because as you, as uh, Michael and and Keelan, you guys know, I, I don't know if, uh, if you're watching it, DJ, but um, the 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 finale is two and a half hours long, so yep. we watched it and like we're we have forty minutes left to go on it, and my wife's like, oh, so we'll probably be able to finish it. we'll probably finish it tonight, and like I don't think so. We have the live stream, you know, so she's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so probably gonna have to wait till tomorrow, but that that's okay. It's just a two and a half hour long. That's like longer than like every movie, you know. Yeah. The movie, yeah. I'm sorry, Mrs. Hound Dog. I do apologize. It's, it's actually a great show yeah. too, so I, I do apologize. <laughs> We're stopping you from concluding it. Yeah, she'll she'll appreciate it. She'll appreciate it. The condolences. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm really interested to see. You know, now that it's seems as though occupancy wise and just like we were talking about with all these brands bringing new stuff to the table it seems as though pca is like ready to go this year and last year was kind of just like we still don't know how it's going to work with the pandemic and you know with brands they don't want to come out so on and so forth and they even said when i was there on the floor that like you know it's a super light year next year is going to be a lot different than this so i mean i'm super excited about just what it seems as though every single day there's a new press release it seems as though another brand is bringing something to the table and from everybody that i've spoken to so far that i have connections with i mean it's going to be a pretty awesome damn show this year and probably even better next year yeah when i was doing the the, the uh the new show like just kind of doing research on all the different cigars that were coming out and everybody's talking about what they're doing for pca i couldn't keep up like mm -hmm. Literally, I had to just put bits and pieces of what's being released for PCA because everybody's bringing their best cigars to this table, dude. So you're you're gonna be in just an oasis of brand new, spectacular fucking cigars, dude. So have at it and have a ball. Yeah, and and lighters, five million dollars El Septimo lighters. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's what'll get me kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Keelan, but the El Septimo, that, that brand, they're coming out with a five mil, well, a line of $5 million lighters. It's absurd. I, I did not. I probably ignored that on purpose, yeah. but I, I'm not aware. They are if, if anybody from their brand watches this and you do not want to have to ship that back or put that in your checked luggage, I'm here in Las Vegas. We can take care of that. We'll figure out the details later after we got I, I did see today that they have like some line, like uh, like new line of cigars coming out, where they have like uh, like Julius Caesar, Napoleon, 
they have Alexander the Great, like, you know, the, as far as, like, the, what's on the band, like, Legends or, you know, Heroic, you know, Conqueror line, which mm. was, you know, I I love history. I love, like, the Hellenistic period, like, Ancient Greece and Alexander the Great. So I will be interested in, like, trying the Alexander the Great star if it's not, like, $500. Sure. But that off the table with the fucking lighters. <laughs> Yeah, I brought out the tabletop lighter for tonight because, you know, we had to figure out how many how many uses we can get out of it. So this is this will be, you know, review one <laughs> or this will yeah. be step one. And then we'll go from here on this day, July. What is it? Sixth? Uh, sixth day. Yeah. 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 We'll go from here and I'll let you know how how long the Lamborghini lasts. <laughs> But yeah, man, like every, it seems like every single day that I check half wheel, it's just lit, not, it's just a, for a lack of a better term, it's littered with like new PCA stuff coming out. Yeah. It's like, because of, COVID, it's because, crazy. Yeah, be, because of the pandemic, companies have been holding on to like, to, to expose, to, you know, to, to display stuff because they didn't want to go to PCA or because, you know, the just waiting to like kind of feel the market out before releasing new cigars. Maybe, I don't know. It could be a variety of reasons, but it just seems like there's so much coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Trade show. It's, it's a madhouse. Dude. Yeah. Mm. I see a question. Somebody asked, uh, what's, what's your uh, favorite Oliva cigar? Favorite Oliva special. They don't make it anymore. The special S. That's my favorite Oliva cigar. <laughs> I don't even know that one, Jack. It, it was, it was like the V. It wasn't like similar to the V, but like in Oliva's profile, it was like their V. It was so like, I believe each size was either a Solomon or a Torpedo, and it's just like the most freaking like nutty, beautiful cigar. And they stopped making it pr like right around when the V came out, so around two thousand eight or so. And like I was, I was at this gas station in West Covina, and it was a gas station. But in the back, I I wish I still had access to something like this. But in the back, they had all these really aged, like beautiful cigars, like some dating back to like the the ninety cigar boom era, like Tony Bahia, like shit like that. Mm. And they, this was probably like twenty fourteen. They had five or six left of the Oliva Special S. And this is long after it had been discontinued, even at that point. I cleared them out. And it was like, you know, $15 a cigar back then was a little bit more expensive. Now they could probably sell them for like $50 a cigar each. I still would have cleared them out. Like, just such an amazing friggin' cigar, man. Now I want to try that shit. I never had it. That sounds fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I'm still, I'm still like... Because Oliva, like I'm smoking the Oliva right now. I've had, you know, the OG and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, G is Cameroon. And it's still not my favorite. I hate to say it, but the Milanio, man, it's that's just a good cigar, man. I know everybody rants and raves about that cigar. And it's kind of like the, the easy answer. But it's, it's still so good to me. Man. What uh, size Vitola in the Milanio? I don't know. I, I kind of go... Um, What's that, the, the Salomon shape that they have, the one that's box pressed? Yeah. That one and the Robusto. And the Robusto. Like, it, that, that Robusto is so simple, but it it, it never fails. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's, it's not super expensive, 
So you can actually have that as a kick around, and it tastes as good as any of the you know cigars you're paying fifteen, sixteen dollars for. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Favorite Oliva? I like the O. It's just a solid, boring Habano, but it's it's good and it has a nice nice strength to it. That was that was the first cigar that I ever ever got any type of kick from. It's probably because I was smoking it too fast, but I'm like a solid Habano. Yeah, it's a consistent cigar, man. Can't go wrong. Yeah. That's what I always tell people if they ask if they're new. I'm like, just go to whatever aisle in your local place says Oliva, grab one. Yeah, It'll be fine. Uh, Connecticut Reserve, also yeah. solid Connecticut too. Like you, you won't be let down if it says Oliva on it. Just grab one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is the other one that they had with like a Master Blend or something like that? Was that the name Master of it? Master Blend Three. Yeah. Something. Master Blend Three. Yeah, that shit too. Yeah. That shit is damn good too. I feel like it's it's overproduced. A little bit, but if you let that motherfucker sit for a minute, that's a damn good cigar. Absolutely, yeah. Because I, they, I don't know why they stopped at three. Because there was obviously a one and two, but they stopped yeah. at three and you making them. You know, <laughs> I guess it was just that good. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, man, if you, if it, if it works, man, you just kind of leave it where it is, man. You know, you don't have to do uh, like with movies. You know, they get they gotta. Do a you know a, a, a reboot of it? Sometimes you just gotta let it stand, let it let it be a classic, and let it kind of grow as a classic. Yeah, and if they have tobacco to keep it going, why not? Mm-hmm. Let it grow. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael? I remember the the red box. What what was the Oliva red box back in the day with the red and white stripe? It's not. The- I can see it, but I don't know. I don't. I, I know what you're talking about, but I, I can't recall. I it. have it's the box cloth band. Is it? What's up? It's not the cloth band, is it? I don't remember. I have the box upstairs. I'll have to when I go use the restroom. I'll have to bring the box down. But I remember that was like the first box of Olivas that I ever bought, and that was very significant at the time because I don't believe that they had the G, the M, the O, and the. Milanio series at the end of V, you know, at that time. Um, but I would say, like, presently, my favorite is probably probably the Oliva V Milanio, the, um, the double Figurato that I got, uh, or the Figurato that I got in last year in December that I did the Christmas episode on. That was probably, like, my favorite. I still want to smoke the double Robusto just to, just to know, you know, like, what it – but it is right, I feel right. like that particular size may kind of just work for me better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, is also super good. Yeah. yeah I'm not guy. For like five to seven bucks, that's a hell of a Lancero. Yeah. It took me a while to get into the Lanceros, man. I was I was that dude that was kinda like, I don't want a cigar that's that small. I'm still that but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was that way for a while, but that, that fucking uh, ADV, the, the Queen's Pearl, the Queen's Pearl Lancero. Yeah, I, I remember you, that was pretty high on your list, or was that your number one? It, it was. It, it here's the thing about that: it wasn't supposed to be the number one. <laughs> when I when I did that list, I was dead tired, and like when I was taking my notes on it. I was doing it from like, you know, 10 to one and I was supposed to flip it and reverse it. Yeah. 
so I, I didn't catch it until I was actually filming and recording that. So like, but it, it is good enough to be number one. And I tried to kind of allude to that during the, the video, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a good cigar. It deserved to be on that list and it could have fit anywhere on that list. It's that good. It's, it was that good. Yeah, sure, man. They're they're just going to be coming up more and more, in my opinion. Like they they have their own farms, they have their own tobacco. They're going to be able to just continue to come out with banging cigars, in my opinion. They haven't met. Yeah, they, it's not too many people that that are just like really getting started like that and getting their footing. That I would say Cavalier is probably the other brand that that's doing that right now. That's like they're not missing. Whatever they throw out has been. Stellar. Plus, and uh, you got that, that Namakubi, the Room 101, the purple, that's made at Wilm Ventura, Adventura's uh, Tabacalera. You know, they, they just, they make some fucking fantastic cigars. They're not playing, man. They they really are on fire right now. And you, you got you to gotta take your hats off. Ace Prime is kind of doing the same thing. Like, you got just these certain cats that are coming out right now and, like, everything that they're dropping, they're not just throwing out cigars. Like, when they when they make a cigar... It stands on its own. It's completely different from the last one they put out, and it's still just as good. That that's something to be remarked about. Yeah, yeah the the uh, Ace Prime uh, Pichardo. Like, before I had the the latest Mildia, the the Marinados, like every yeah. cigar I've had from them has kind of been like Aganorsa. The way I view Aganorsa, they make solid cigars, but nothing that blows me away. That's the way I view. But when I had that Maranitos, when I had the the Mil Diaz, that just that put that put them on a on a new level for me as a as a you know as a manufacturer. Like now I know they can make freaking fantastic cigars. And same same thing with the uh, the Lost Angel. That cigar is freaking phenomenal too. I know I'm babysitting that one too, man. That's one of those. And thank you for sending that one out because I didn't see it until you sent it to me. And then when I went in uh, in that cigar shop in, in New York, but I wasn't going to pay for that. Everything was marked up so crazy that I was like, there's no way I was going to buy that cigar. But that's that's <laughs> that's one of those, man, that I definitely want to try because I, I think right now John is on, on fire too. He's, he's killing it right yeah. now. Yeah. And really before all these LDs that came out this year, I saw Crown Heads as kind of like like what I just said. He makes good, solid cigars, but I've ne I up to that point, I hadn't had anything that blew me away. All the LEs that I've had from from Crown Heads this year blow me away. Like they, he's just yeah. Never like he's finding stride. He's finding something in his blending, something in his palate right now that he he knows where he's going and he knows what he's trying to give to everybody. Exactly, exactly. Because me personally, like I wasn't a fan of Mil Diaz. Like everybody was on me, like, dude, you gotta you gotta get the Mil Diaz. And to me, it was kind of like. Uh, it's okay. I like it. It's a solid cigar. But once he started tweaking it and kind of making these special editions, it's grown and everything that he's put out around it lately has been phenomenal. The funny me. thing was that I smoked the limited edition Mil Diaz before the actual Mil Diaz. And we were talking about how the limited edition isn't as good, really, as the regular Mil Diaz. And now every single limited that he's put out since that Mil Diaz, he's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that again. I'm just going to do a banger and a banger and a banger and a banger. That double Corona he came out with last year, the Escajitos, whatever, it was bland. Like, yeah. it was just too big of a cigar. Like, you know, you can make a double Corona and make it fantastic, but just – for that particular blend, it didn't work in that Vitola. Like, he, 
he can shrink it down. And he, I think he uses another wrapper on the this uh, LE that came out this year. But uh, but yeah, if you're gonna smoke the the Mel DS line, the the original, in my opinion, go with the Corona Gorda. Yeah. Because I've, I've had the Robusto, I've had the the Toro, the Ed, I think he calls it a Edmundo, and that in that line. Not nearly as good as a Corona Gorda. Just stick stick with the. And I'm not a, really a Corona Gorda guy, but in that that blend, that's the way to go. Three, mm. that in your cigars. Done. Done. I've killed two, so I think I need to chill out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is this where we call it quits for the for the live stream tonight, guys. I guess so, man. <clears throat> We've gone, what, gone two hours strong. It's your guys' call, man. I'm open. Yeah, I'm cool. That I, I want to say, like, but I'm good to stay on for a bit. Thanks to everybody that joined in. It, it went up to like 11 people, and I don't know if you guys got this. It was a lot of people that that followed uh, on Instagram. So you know, thanking the time. Thanks for taking the time to click that follow, guys. I mean, I, I know it's small, but. Appreciate everybody that that was throwing out questions and actually, you know, watching for two hours. That's dope. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, everybody, for participating. And, yeah, it's a good good place to end it right here with it being a weeknight and everything. I, I know it's a little bit different for you, for, for you, Keelan, being you know, opposite side of the world. But, but you know. Yeah, I got a long way to go. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I guess a good good enough place to end it. When I end the live stream this time, I'll do what you say, Michael. I'll tag you guys so you guys can get the video as well. So, you, you know, you're not, you know, having to, to just, you know, pay, piggyback or whatever. So I'll make sure to tag you guys this time. It's all good. It's all good. I just, I was looking through it and I'm like, ah, maybe this might work. <laughs> it'll, it'll work now. <laughs> all good. <laughs> all right. Great, great chilling with you guys. So. I, I know the plan we'll just we'll just do it whenever we can schedule wise, whether it be the last Wednesday, first Wednesday or weekend, whatever the you know, whenever we find free time to do it. But I figure it'll probably be a good like a good goal to at least do one once a month, you know. I think so. I'm I'm making time for you guys, man, because like I said, I I love all of your shows, man. I like talking with you guys. This is like a highlight for me because I don't get to do it very often, man. So I will be here. Agreed. Absolutely, guys. It was friggin' fun. Thanks to everybody for participating. Thanks for all the questions and the follows and just watching. And, um, yeah, we'll see you guys in probably around a month or so for another live stream. Before we go, what did I say that I was going to send out to you guys? Like, my memory is horrible, man. So I was going to send something to you, Michael, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, it was a cigar. It was the Hoya. No, I, like, I know I'm going to send that out physically to you, but it was something that I was going to send so you could see exactly what it was. Oh, Hopefully it'll, it'll pop up. In the salt and acid book. But I, I we talked about that. Um, goodness. I don't know. I guess when Hound Dog tags us in it, we're going to have to go back to the yeah, first 25 yeah. minutes. Right, right. All right, fellas. Back. All, right, all right, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here. It was great talking with you all. Enjoy the ending of Stranger Things, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good night, guys. Enjoy. See you. Okay, bye.